Welcome to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying the holidays and I'm happy to be here. I'm blessed to be here for yet another episode. So today I have my lovely guest, V, who is interesting as to how we met. We met on Instagram because we share a sort of similar message on the intent, on being intentional in living a full life. She takes a more holistic approach and considers different aspects of people's lives. And mine is more just to spread God's love. But we do share that in common, just spreading God's love. So I'm excited, very excited for this episode because we've just been talking and sharing on really our passion and love for Jesus. And really, that's all that has brought us together. And I just said to her, would you like to be on the podcast? And here we are. So welcome, V. Hi, thanks for having me. You're most welcome. And I would just like to start by asking you a simple question. Just tell us about yourself. What what makes you so in love with Jesus? Because that has really come through for me every time we talk. Yeah, no, for sure. So I guess a little bit about myself. I will start by saying I identify as a child of the Most High God. And as cliche as some people might think that sounds, I think that's the most important aspect of who I am because it dictates everything that I do, how I behave, how I interact with people. Um, But on top of that, what God has blessed me with, I can say that I am a wife to a wonderful man. Um, I am a mother to an awesome, rambunctious little boy. And um, I'm also a doctor of medicine and as well, an associate pastor at my church. So those are some of the roles that I have. And then I guess kind of what led me to fall in love with you. Um, so essentially what I tell people is my father left us when we were quite young. So it was just me, my brother, my sister, and my mom. And when my father left us, it really, it really did leave a hole in my heart in terms of I thought, you know, who's going to be my dad? Who's going to love me? Am I even wanted? Am I even valued? Does someone consider me important? And my mom was, I think, I believe she had given her life to God a couple of years prior to my dad leaving us. So I'd see my mom praying and she'd be taking us to church. And I liked church because I like to sing, but I didn't really have a strong relationship with God. And the, the year after my father left on my 13th birthday, um, my mom just asked me, you know, do you want to give your life to Christ? Do you want to know God and have him as a father and, and know him as your personal Lord and Savior? And as I thought about it that day on my 13th birthday, I just thought, yeah, I do. I, I want someone to be my dad. I don't have an earthly father, but I know there's a heavenly father who loves me and cherishes me and who would take care of me. And so because of my desperate cry for wanting a dad, I said, okay, God, I'm going to give you a chance to be my father. And when I was 13 years old, I gave my life to Christ and I never looked back. 
It doesn't mean that I was the perfect child for him. You know how children, we disobey our parents sometimes. And sometimes we want to try to do our own thing. And even with my relationship with God growing up in my teenage years and um, my early 20s, I try to do things my own way. But I praise God. He always loved me. He was a he's a good, good father and always disciplined me in love and convicted me in love and Eventually, again, I rededicated my life when I was 18 to him. And uh, yeah, just never looked back. And everything that I do, absolutely everything that I do is just because of him and because he is my father. And he's just shown me what true love is. And so I just try to spread that and and share that with other people in every aspect of my life as well. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and how I you know, gave my life over to Christ and have God as my father. That's a really beautiful story because a lot of people go through painful experiences and then blame Mm. it on God and have nothing to do with God. And for (laughs) your experience to actually push you towards towards, um, God, I imagine, Mm -hmm. to be honest, then we have no excuse out here. Like there's no excuse. We have to just be at from what I get from you, it's more of a survival thing. You did it to mm-hmm. survive. You needed this God mm-hmm. to be your father. And I really love that because when you know that you need God to exist, that's a different type of deep. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So I've been asking my guests on the show to just choose one attribute of love from First Corinthians that they think has carried them through in their walk, in their faith, that they can testify to. What aspect did you choose? from of love mm. from there ah there's so many <laughs> there's so it's many okay. good you can ones. share more than one you can share more yeah. than one yeah um i think right now in my life right now patience has been the one that i've been working on and i've i've posted on my instagram account like what patience when it was talking about patience in first Corinthians, what it meant. The attribute of love that really in this season of life that I'm in right now, as a new mom, the attribute that God has really been <laughs> trying to, I think, hammer home for me is patience. Mm-hmm. And not patience in respect to, you know, just waiting and waiting and waiting and silently waiting. But the patience that is um, mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, it's about being slow to respond in anger, being slow to respond in any negative emotion, but instead being quick to listen and being quick to love people. Um, And so that's the attribute of love that's been really um, on my heart recently, just because with my little boy, you know, he does things and he doesn't know what he's doing most Mm. of the time anyways, Mm. or why he's doing what he's doing. And the tendency is to be like, ah, what are you doing? And just like reprimand him or discipline him right away. Mm. But instead, I've really taken the time to be slow in my response to him and instead really listen. And even though he's only two, And it's not like he can answer me with beautiful sentences of why he feels the way he feels or he's doing what he's doing. It's just that practice of being slow to anger, 
being yeah. slow to respond angrily and instead show grace, show mercy. And that's what God has really been showing to me that he does with us because every day I am not perfect. Every day I do something that if God wasn't a patient God, that he could easily reprimand me for and, you know, quote unquote, punish me for, if not for Jesus, if not for Jesus taking the punishment of our sins. And every day I meditate on that and I'm reminded of that. And so when I go out to, to, to love on my husband or to love on my son or to love my patients or my friends or my family, I always remind myself, be slow to respond, be slow to anger. I don't know what this person is going through, but love them by being patient, by being patient with them. So yeah, that's the attribute of love that I've really been meditating on and focusing on recently. That's really true because sometimes with these kids, let me just say, I think I also need to, <laughs> I need to join you on this one because I'm struggling. I know what you mean though, where you take the time because I in my in my life, how I find is that sometimes I'm dismissive. Like if I'm mm-hmm. struggling with who you are or what you're saying or what you're bringing to the table, I lack patience in that way, then I write you off. And I spoke about mm-hmm. this in my last episode where I'd even have nothing to do with the person. So mm-hmm. God is also, I also am in this same similar journey, just trying to figure out how to, you know, just extend grace and mercy to people before you're quick to judge them. Be patient yes. and understand even when it doesn't feel the best. So I do absolutely relate with this. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask, because you you also wear many hats and some of your hats, <laughs> I imagine, take a lot out of you. How mm-hmm. is this patient's journey going? Like there's what, there's, it's in practice, there's what you're trying to do, but in reality, how's it going? What are some of the challenges that you, you mm-hmm. have? Yeah. Yeah, I think patience you really get tested with it when you are interacting with someone who is not patient at all. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've been working at the hospital and I've just had, you know, a patient that has not been the easiest to work with very quick to be angry and yell at staff and myself and is, has been very, rude and argumentative and you know that the flesh the flesh in me wants to be rude right back and be like well if you're going to give it I'm not going to take it I'm going to give it right back to you but I, I I tell myself in my mind as this patient is yelling at me and insulting me I'm just like you know what there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing and instead number one I'm going to pray for them when I go home or when I have a moment to myself. And number two, I'm just going to not respond in anger towards them. I'll let them know like what they're doing is disrespectful and they can't be doing that, but I'm not going to say that in a mean way. I'm going to speak the truth in love and I'm going to be slow to respond because I've, I've done it before in the past where I've been quick to respond to people and just be like, oh yeah, well, blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help the situation. And by being slow to respond, 
and to not respond angrily, but to respond with grace and in love. It really has helped me just take a step back and be like, okay, why is the person, this patient or any person, why are they doing this? Is there something that I'm doing that is causing this that I can stop doing? Is there something that's going on in their life that I could help with or pray about? Like, that's the practical thing. Like, it is really, really truthfully, I've just had to, you know, just hold my mouth, be quiet. And while I'm interacting with people, just be talking to God at the same time, being like, okay, God, show me like what's going on and how I should respond to diffuse the situation and to show your love. Um, But it's been hard, especially with Christmas and the second wave where I am with COVID right now and Mm -hmm. people just really being uptight and on edge. But I've just had to like literally sometimes like bite my lips and be like, don't say anything and just wait before you respond. So Mm -hmm. that's amazing. And I like that you've given people practical ways they can cope (laughs) when they're feeling stressed. Yeah. And most importantly, if I highlight the one that you said, just just say a prayer inside your heart and ask God for grace Mm -hmm. in the moment to extend to the person who doesn't deserve it. Because in many ways, we don't deserve it ourselves. Yes. So that we can be representations of him and show Mm -hmm. his love at all times, especially in these really trying times. And it's a global issue and we're all feeling Mm -hmm. it. So that's really, really good. And what would be, if you would give your list, the listener, your final words on this or anything really, I'd open the floor, tell them your final words. Mm -hmm. Like what would you like to share? I guess I would say that patience is intentional. You have to be intentional about it. It's not just going to come. And so being intentional about it requires two things, putting yourself in situations where you have to be patient. Because I know for me, what I used to do early on in my marriage, if I knew there was going to be a conflict or something that I need to bring up with my husband, I would just avoid the situation. And that wasn't practicing patience at all. That was just deferring, deferring, deferring. It wasn't, in, it wasn't intentional in a good way at all. And so I never got to really develop patience until it was really necessary when we had to talk. And then when my son was born, I was like, I have to be patient. And so you do have to put your situ- yourself in situations where you're going to have to be patient. For some of us, those situations find us more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some of us, we're avoiding them like I used to. And I would tell any listener out there that you can't, you can't avoid it. You need to practice love. And so you have to go out and show love to people. And part of that is not avoiding the situation anymore. But then also to choosing to be patient. It doesn't just happen. You have to practice being slow to anger. You have to practice, you know, praying to God, asking for the ability to be patient because God is patient. And if he dwells within you, then he will graciously give you that gift. One of the fruit of the spirits is patient. So asking for it and then asking God to show you how to how to practice it. And then when he's shown you how to to do it, to actually do it. 
And then finally, don't beat yourself up. If you're not patient in that moment, you know, apologize to the person, repent of it, and then try again. Don't beat yourself up because I have definitely condemned myself. And when God has said there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, he means it. And so if, if you messed up, just go back and try again next time. But you've got to be intentional. You can't just wish to be patient. You got to practice it. So, yeah. I love what you've said. You have to be intentional. And in a lot of ways, our faith forces us. I mean, I don't want to use the word forces, but mm-hmm. in many ways, we need to be, we need to put ourselves out there and just put into action our faith. Yes. And, yes. and, you know, practice it, practice the principles, meditate on the word of God. This is necessary for your character to continuously be formed and mm-hmm. to emulate him. So that is so true. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming yeah, and for being for so vulnerable me. with us <laughs> and for thank sharing. And, and for the listener, I will attach her, her Instagram page and everything about her as well. And feel free to to contact her. She's very approachable and very open, which I oh. which I I absolutely appreciate about you. Thank you so, so much, man. Thank you. Thanks again. Until next time. Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.